Welcome to the Forest Creek Podcast. It is 1 a.m. Yeah. Technically, it's February 25th now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, February 24th, <laughs> at night, we attended at the Queen Elizabeth Theater the Just for Laughs Festival, which has been going on for the past few days and will continue to go on for the next couple. I'm not 100% sure what their schedule is. I have no clue. But it's a comedy festival, a stand-up comedy festival that occurs in Vancouver yearly, annually. This is its seventh year going on. There's a lot of great comedians who show up and you can pick one of your favorite headliners. <laughs> I quite like a lot of the comedians who were there. Joe Perra is very funny. Mm. Ari Shafir is very funny. Pat Oswalt I've always liked. But we went because our favorite comedian was there. As you may have seen from the title of the video, Tim Dillon. What a coincidence. True. Well, not really. <laughs> what? I've literally never even heard of this Just for Last tour. I've only really? knew... T- yeah. Literally until, like, maybe last week... I was like, yeah, we're going to go see Tim Dillon. And then I keep seeing part of the Just for Laughs tours, Tim Dillon, and like posters and things. I'm like, are we, are we going to go see this Just for Laughs tour? Is that really, it's not a <laughs> is that what tour, is? it's a festival. Yeah. They just have a bunch of people on tour coming yes, up. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you can like pick your favorite comedian, whether it's Ari Shafir, Pat Oswalt was yeah. up there. There was a lot of big comedians. I kept seeing it, I was like... Are we seeing all of these guys tonight? Hey, we didn't show up to see the office ladies. I apologize. They were also up there. Uh, The ones that play Pam and Angela from the office. Here's my one take on the fact that they're called, call themselves the office ladies. Yeah. Your whole thing is that you were in the office. Get a new bit. Yeah. Do something else. I don't want to see a comedian that just had, here's my one thing. And this is what I'll talk about. It's been it's Years. a good show, yeah. right? But the problem is that Netflix put it into the streaming format, mm. and now people just recycle it, recycle it, recycle it, recycle it, recycle it, recycle it. My sister has seen the show like three times. Oh my goodness! Yeah. The entirety wow. of it. People watch that show religiously. How long is it? I don't know. It's like freaking nine seasons or something. Wow. I've seen. I don't even know if I've seen a full episode. It's hey. Michael Scott is funny <laughs> twice, maybe. <laughs> we can't keep going down. I've seen the parkour piece. That was the best. If you were there the to see the office ladies, I hope you, you enjoyed the show. Have, you shouldn't have. You should have gone to see Tim Dillon. I, yeah, yeah, you should have gone to see another. You, you would have seen something else. <laughs> <laughs> Not these same people. Have you seen Ron Wilson, Rain Wilson, or somebody? The guy who played Dwight. He's like always showing up in no, social is media. He a comedian. He's something. <laughs> He, he was like uh, He was getting himself He tries to support a cause And then it backfires on him And then he tries oh. to support it again And it backfires on him Then there's other people like um, The guy who plays Stanley Is trying to start his own sitcom Yeah Where Stanley moves back in With his family And somewhere else And now he's trying to deal oh, with Oh like his, the Cleveland show Yeah He's trying to start a live action <laughs> Cleveland show <laughs> yeah. So there's that I think the only one of them The guy who plays Jim was Who's Jim? <laughs> Have you never seen The Office? I've seen it. I've seen bits. The slacker guy who sits across from Dwight and pranks him. Oh, Jim. Okay, Jim. yeah. That guy does oh, Jim movies and Pam. Now. now it makes sense. That guy did A Quiet Place. That guy did Jack Ryan. I've he heard a of, bunch these. of these. Movies. Oh, he did Jack Ryan. Was yeah. he Jack Ryan? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he's, he's a serious filmmaker now. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about The Office. We're here to talk about our favorite comedian. Andrew, short last name. Tate. 
Oh man. Yeah. Who was the Andrew opener. short last name? Yeah. He was good. I liked him. You didn't really care for him. I thought he was okay. He was I, a good. He was, he's like he had potential. Yeah, I really enjoyed him. I thought he was a little too neurotic. Hmm. He was fidgeting around a little bit too much. Like it seemed nervous. I can understand that. I found he just had a a constant flow of talking. He seemed to reference America a little bit too much in a way that wasn't very potent. Oh, did he? I don't remember. I felt like he did a lot of that, like, talking about the pandemic, but not wanting to talk about the pandemic. Talking about dating, but not really wanting to talk about it. Like, it was impotent because he couldn't pick one thing to, like, really have fun with. I actually found the opposite. It was more that he had a wide range of topics that he displayed. Mm -hmm. Because it was the opposite with, uh, what was her name, Steph? Well, we'll get to Steph yeah, Tolley okay. in a minute. <laughs> but another thing is, like, I guess, like, when I thought he was great for an opener because he was willing to, like, you can go up against that crowd. Yeah. And they're not really here to see you, but you can. Dude, the do fact that he broke the ice with that was amazing. He's like, "Who's ready to see me?" And then the people clapped, and he's like, "You're liars." <laughs> I thought <laughs> that, that was, was so great. good. Yeah. <laughs> that got on the audience's good side pretty much right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Like he had a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. I just think he's there's too much of a nervous energy, and because of that, you end up lacking in some areas and overcompensating in others one way he overcompensated in my opinion i think he talked too much mm. there was as a comedian no the, the word count to laugh ratio yeah. was too high i could see that there was too many useless words mm. the that which means that the jokes aren't tight mm. like it it's one of the things that a lot of comedians do like they work on yeah tightening up the yeah, yeah definitely so it wasn't very tight i just like Oh, I'm zoning out. Mm -hmm. When he came up and he started getting into his first bit, like that first bit where he goes, liars, that's funny. Yeah. But then the next joke, it takes him three lines to set it up. Yeah. Before he yeah. gives you the first setup. And I then see the that. First line, right? Yeah. So I did, not it, as tight. I, at least with that, there wasn't like awkward pauses and stuff. It was a constant stream of him talking, which isn't the best. Yeah. But still, I thought it worked. Yeah. Especially no, for okay. an opener. He yeah. did his job. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, definitely. I'm saying there's still potential there. Yeah, I'm not saying he was like terrible, and I wish I never saw him. You're was... the worst, and I hate you. He was great. <laughs> ridiculous. ridiculous. No, he was good. He was good. Yeah. Then, well, there was actually one thing that I wanted to mention. It was I'm always a little bit embarrassed about the Canadian stand-up audience. <laughs> I'm sure we're quite similar to a lot of people all around the world, mm -hmm. but. There's that one guy who had to yell out from like the back. Oh my gosh! The entire show. Yeah. The entire show. Well, it, that's that's the problem. If you're an opener, yeah, and you're trying to he, this is one of the places where Andrew didn't exactly, you know, score a lot of points. He tried to do a little bit of crowd work. Not exactly something you want to do as an opener is focus mm. in. You want to like stay general so that you can speak to the room and mm. get the room livened up. But he was doing a bit about astrology, and he was trying to interface with the crowd a little bit. He tried talking to somebody in the first row. Yeah, and then somebody from way out in the back yelled you know an insult not a heckle to the comedy but like a, a forced reply yeah oh it wasn't you know it was basically just saying it's like well what's another thing about you craig he's talking to the guy in the front mm -hmm. row and then somebody from the back yells bitch which not that funny and to andrew's credit he tried to make it work but the problem is because you did that you now gave a heckler credit Mm. You let a heckler think he's part of the show now. Mm. So now he's going to try to do that forever for yeah. like the whole rest of the thing. <laughs> Personally, I found that bit pretty funny, even though it was like 
Heckler introduced the line and I thought it was funny. He rolled with it well. I thought he actually did a good job That's with true. it and I laughed. I think that guy would have kept yelling anyways. That's quite probably true. I think that's just the kind of people. You've definitely got a point that it's like, oh, you've you've looked at him, you've talked to him, now now he thinks he's in on the joke. I mentioned this when we reviewed Andrew Schultz's special. Mm-hmm. Kyle and I had been to see Akash Singh, who was another comedian. Yes. At that same theater. Mm-hmm. And... During that show, a heckler got in there and started talking back to Akash, mm-hmm. and because he got rapport, he kept doing it. Yeah. And it practically ruined that set. Damn. I hated it. <laughs> Kyle thought it was a little bit funny because they got into like a little bit of a back and forth, but like we didn't I didn't get the jokes. Yeah. I didn't get to see the bits. Yeah. The things that were polished and worked on. Mm-hmm. So like I hate hecklers. I don't want to see them at all. I don't want to do like <laughs> Do crowd work, have fun, I don't care. I can't but... remember what comedian it was. It probably happened multiple times. Yeah. But someone heck and they go, hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Then you get the second comedian out. Her yes. name was Steph Tolley. Steph Tolley. Steph Tolley, I I'm sure was picked for her voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean her whole kind of thing. Yeah, she opened with it. She was just like, Yeah. Are there any bi people? I play yeah. to the bi people. <laughs> um masculine lady yeah shows up in a green jumpsuit yeah a, excuse me a romper a romper a romper with as she put it a uh a genital zipper <laughs> that's exactly how she put it well i'm in saying a very polite, polite i'm way. saying <laughs> i i love this style, Her whole thing was I being polite and feminine yes <laughs> <laughs> It was quite the opposite. I think Yeah, I think she was chosen for her demeanor. Yeah. For her shock. I value. thought that was I thought that was like her strongest piece was that she had so much movement. It was the complete opposite of Andrew. Lots he stood still and he kinda shuffled around. Yeah. But that was about it. He was really much more of a talker. I saw him very fidgety. Like he was you know, I didn't particularly notice that. I was very like the much... hand movements were like, oh, I'm not sure if I should be waving my hand like this. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Whereas she on the other she... hand was like, do... she would full on squat and turn around. I was, I, I'm surprised she didn't do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> she was dressed for it. Yeah, yeah. Like that was great. Her motion was so good. Her physical comedy was great. The strategic choice to have Se- Steph Tolley mm-hmm. at that spot. Very smart. Yeah. She had a lot of shock value. Yes. She said a lot of things that made a lot of people uncomfortable. And that's good for uh, leading Tim Dillon. (laughs) Yes. Which is funny because actually I thought she was like a lot more shocking and disgusting than Tim was. Because this is the downside of her whole bit is that for 10 whole minutes, she talked about nothing but sex. No, specifically genitals. Yeah. She Very talked about genitals for t- with some odd placement of local references, which were some of the funniest I things. Let, like I the- actually really liked that she said, you guys just can't get enough of the local references. I, every time she got it, it's like people really loved it. It was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. And as soon as I realized, you said, she keeps doing local things. I was like, she does. And then she said it. <laughs> yeah, like, all of us, the entire room realized it all at the same time. It works. I mean, when we saw Tim... Three years ago, almost. Yeah. Uh, right before the pandemic, we saw him at Rick Bronson's, and he was he would make a crack about being the ghost of Rob Ford. Yeah. <laughs> or making fun of the name New Westminster. Yeah. Like those things hit the audience. I yeah. think when comedians, especially ones who are from away out of here, out of town, when mm-hmm. they I don't know study up on C bus memes or something. And then... <laughs> I mean, it's 
It's the classic thing of if you don't know what to say to the crowd, say whatever the city's name is and you'll get a bunch of cheers. Yeah, but I mean, like, this was stronger than that. That yeah. odd reference to Stanley well, Park. She's got, I don't know, because is she the one I think that was labeled like the Canadian something? Either way, I think pretty sure she's Canadian. Oh, look, all three of them sound like they're from L.A. to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But either way, she was making specific Vancouver references yes. as opposed to general Canadian references. Yeah. Like was... the Mounties, because that was the most you got from like Tim, Tim in terms of yeah. re- like local things was yeah. general Canadian things, where she got specific down to like... Um, she she dropped name dropped Stanley Park. Yeah. The RCMP. Yeah. She made cracks about people getting hemorrhoids from kayaking four days a week. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's funny. It's yeah. funny stuff. I was I half expected her to start showing off Vessies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We I mean go follow at Cbus memes. Oh my goodness. Because he's so it's good. nonstop Vancouver jokes. Yeah. If you live locally to here, you're gonna get a lot of these memes it's and amazing. they're hilarious. <laughs> You'd never realize how. Because, like, for me, I was like, I never really think of myself as a Vancouverite. Yeah. And then I realized how many of those jokes click with me. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I actually <laughs> apparently am a local. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd, I've been called a Vancouverite a couple times, and I've only been here a year and a bit. You live here. Yeah. I don't even live here. <laughs> it doesn't, like, I live in a but suburb it's like, distantly. Yeah, you live 40 minutes away. Which is, like, a whole other world, by the way. It seriously is. Yeah. Even, I don't know. It's it's kind of similar to the area I live in. Not really, but yes, because I live in a rural. It's a, a gradient. Rural area? That's it's wrong. a gradient. Yeah, yeah. And it's like ten percent by minute of distance from here. Yeah, the closer. But the fact that I'm forty minutes away is yeah. a lot. Still, like the the things that got name dropped, I was like, we're all familiar with that. For yeah, and yeah. I think that's some that's something everybody likes. Oh, you're talking about the thing I specifically know yes. about. I, it makes me think that's maybe why Fluffy is very successful, especially when he plays the South. Because mm. when he starts whipping out like a Texas accent or whatever, <laughs> like, I don't know, when he starts doing Southern accents, yeah. people love it. Mm-hmm. They go nuts for it. I think they're funny. I'm not even from the South. Yeah. I feel like I would be at hell with the South. <laughs> <laughs> so she, again, the strategic choice to have Steph Tolley up there, she might not be your kind of comedy, but she's the sledgehammer to make sure there is zero ice left. Yes. Yeah. And that was a great move. Yes. Especially because when Tim comes on, and this is where we would want to mention a little bit of the dress sounds here. Oh my God. When we went to see Tim in Rick Bronson's, yeah. it was black t shirt. It was his normal getup. His normal getup. Yeah. Same thing he wore on the Netflix special. Yeah. And then you watch this set. You go from Andrew wearing <laughs> bright colors but looking pretty normal. He looked like he was off the set of Friends or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he wore clothes I wear. Yeah. Except with brighter colors. Steph comes on. It's like a, an army green. Yeah. <laughs> romper, jumpsuit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Tim comes on. Looking like high, a hype beast. Highlighter yellow yeah. <laughs> hoodie. Bucket hat. White bucket oh, hat. Man. Black shorts. <laughs> I loved it. That was amazing. It was like, I love the style change. Yeah, dude. Like, the second he's visible, everyone is already laughing because nobody nuts. expected that. They went nuts. <laughs> I thought, it, like, stylistically, it was a beautiful choice. It was amazing. I'm not sure how even deliberate that was. If he yeah. just, like, oh, I don't want to get changed, and then he came on Garrett, the stage. It was clearly deliberate. <laughs> I, I do want to say that, like, I love Tim's dress sense yeah. when he does go, when he does deviate from a black t-shirt. Yeah. Because... 
like the dude has money now so he'll go like get the gucci hoodie <laughs> he'll go get these things like these hype beast items yeah like the sunglasses he's been doing the recent podcast with yeah. are hilarious they're <laughs> awesome they're great looking stuff it's got good taste when he picks mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. so it comes on in this highlighter yellow hoodie people are going nuts already Within 15 seconds, he's making us laugh way harder. Dude, than Steph the other hasn't two. even gotten off the stage and he's in his first joke. Yes. He's like he's giving her the like give her give her a hand, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then while that's while we're giving her the hand, he starts making us laugh. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> and like we you're getting like the odd chuckle here or there from these first two comedians. Yeah. And then when Tim comes on, I was trying to telling you as we were leaving the theater it's like we just watched a couple party magicians mm-hmm. show up and do like a pull a rabbit from a hat and do a couple tricks yeah. and then we watched this dude come out in the wizard robes and like oh my zap the audience <laughs> it was incredible to watch so how lively everybody good came. it's that command of the room with whatever you say part of that is the reputation yeah yeah part of that is the reputation the other part of it is that you know by contrast to andrew we mm-hmm. could say his word count to joke ratio is a little bit, you know, high. Yeah. Tim's was much tighter. Mm-hmm. He knows what the sentences are, what the points are that are going to like. Yeah. Jostle the audience. A big part of it, too, is because he's gotten a lot more popular since we. When we last saw him in Rick Bronson's, mm-hmm. it was one guy's birthday and he brought his friends and family out. <laughs> so only that one guy knew who he was and the other people were like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. The only other two people who knew who he was was me and you. Uh, which was really nice to say hi to him afterwards. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a chance to do that this time. He's too rich for us now. Yeah, he's too big for us. <laughs> we'll see, Tim. He's too highlighter hoodie for us we'll now. See. We'll come in with our highlighter hoodies. We're going to blow Substack out the water. <laughs> this time, now a lot more popular, having been on Joe Rogan a number of times, having released a Netflix special, having grown and expo- almost exponentially grown his podcast audience yeah. way more people know who he is i was even surprised because vancouver canada in general not really his type of people mm. but then i'm seeing a lot of fake business t-shirts like mine in the audience yeah, yeah. and then he comes <laughs> out it's like these people know who you are they're here to see you yeah so they know what joke like you know what jokes are going to make them laugh because yeah. you know what were your best bits from your podcast and yeah. all that, which is part of the way that tim's probably developed a lot of his bits are from doing stage work but i imagine a lot of them do also develop as mm-hmm. he works on them on the podcast yeah and it's not directly like i heard no repetition in terms no, of the bits none no no repetition from his previous shows no I repetition say... from the podcast either the topics yeah were quite similar I want to say there was maybe a repetition at the end. I don't remember exactly. Like, but even then, it was like maybe thirty percent the same joke. Yeah, and still delivered quite differently. Yeah, yeah. And like we talked about with the Netflix special, this touched on a lot of similar things that not exactly the same kind of tour of his general repertoire. Yeah, but you do touch on similar topics. He opens Mm -hmm. with a bit about the homeless. And by the way, when we talk about energy on stage, he kind of lent closer towards what Steph was doing with the movement, but he didn't overdo it. Yeah. It wasn't all movement. It was a lot of... It was kind of just his normal style. 
Yeah, it wasn't over the top. Like, if you look at the Netflix special, he moves just about that much. He demonstrates his point. He doesn't go over the top of yeah. his whole <laughs> I just remembered the gymnast bit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, like, it, for a guy that size yeah. and of that demeanor, you don't expect grace. No. So that when you do get it in <laughs> one or two of his movements, it kind of ma- it surprises you quite a bit. I can't stop laughing and thinking about like, this Like, I remember, I, it struck me a little bit because I was like, I mentioned it before, he does this other video at one point where he's pretending to be like some kind of disease-ridden junkie walking around New York yelling about how great the city's going to be. <laughs> but then at one point in that video, he does a perfect pirouette. Oh, shoot. Same thing. <laughs> I saw it here on stage. Yeah? When he's doing all these bits where he's like just shaking around doing all yeah. these things. But at one point, I saw him at the end of that gymnast routine, like, lower his arms to the yeah. side, and I was like, that was graceful. <laughs> it kind of caught me by surprise. And the way he ended the bit, yeah. ended his set, he did something similar where he, like, went into a bow. <laughs> and I was like, that was graceful. So it's like he does possess that, like, knowledge of movement yeah. to lend that right amount of grace to, like, certain things. Yeah. It's not over the top. It's like, follow this. Mm-hmm. Just the mm-hmm. way like, you see, like, a ballet dancer control the audience in that same way with her movements right yeah it sounds silly to compare it to this but like i saw it no i just i just keep remembering bits <laughs> uh he touched on a lot of things he touched on the homelessness yeah which struck a chord not just because it's a big topic in la but because it's a growing concern here yeah in vancouver literally at the gas what station is it, five attacks a day <laughs> something like that here yeah oh my god something like that hold on let me look it up Over four people a day are the target of a random, unprovoked assault. Is this... Yeah, in Vancouver, specifically. That's crime. Is It It doesn't do... specifically say homeless people, but... It's, uh, the, it says, daily random attacks in Vancouver prompt calls for housing. Hmm, I so wonder who they're talking about. It would make you think these things are related. This is an article from CBC. Yeah. What's the date on it? Uh, March 7th, last year. That's yeah, probably not better now. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. I mean, you know what? Uh, I haven't heard. They're saying over four. I've heard the number five. To illustrate our point, coming back from the show, we stopped at the gas station. Oh, yeah. Actually, we had two encounters yeah, just we had on two the way en- back. On the way to the gas station. Yeah, you yeah. accidentally looked in the direction I, yeah. of a guy who was panhandling. Because I had to turn left, and he was on my and left. And he just started squeegeeing your windshield yeah and and then another guy came up to us and mumbled something about wanting a few dollars yeah while he perused the trash cans literally right in front of you right next to us like inches away yeah as we are like as close as we were to each other he was to us yes and like bruh (laughs) so when you do homeless material Sorry, unhoused material. <laughs> unhoused material here in Vancouver, you're going to strike a chord. Yeah. You probably have a great source of reference in LA. Oh, yeah. Right Even when you're better. an army of 40,000. We don't have a fentanyl crawl in Vancouver. We do. <laughs> we have a problem. It's not a 40,000 problem, mm-hmm. but it's working its way there. Austin had a similar thing going on and they managed to kick it in with well, programs. Lucky, we're lucky. Um, I looked up the population numbers actually. He was, Tim underestimated. Oh, LA, my when God. I, when I checked last year, LA was at 60,000. <laughs> we 
are at around th- over 3,000. And that's where Austin or maybe all of Texas, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, same deal. Whatever part of that A fraction state, of yeah, what LA has it's going It's like, on. we're at the same population they were when they started getting it under control. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can still figure this out. I <laughs> don't have faith that Vancouver will really figure this what? out. You're going to strike a chord when you talk about homelessness here in Vancouver. Yeah. You're also going to strike a chord when you talk about multiple other things that are, you know, pretty popular that we see in the news all the time. Mm-hmm. Even though Tim's material was pretty American, it was pretty relatable. Yeah. Right? Because it didn't, there's a lot of like an American center, American core to mm-hmm. what a lot of Canadian life is. It's funny because. At least in the lower mainland. <laughs> I think the more left oriented side of. Canadian culture tends mm. to think we're like a proto-European culture. Oh. And then more right-oriented culture here in Canada kind of embraces the fact that we're practically American. Mm. Which is interesting, because we're somewhere in the middle in truth. Yeah. But you'll get there. Yeah, like I've always I've always kind of liked that in-betweenness of it's like we do have the whole yeah, we're our own country and that sort of thing, but it's also God save the Queen. We're not <laughs> British. One interesting thing that Tim uniting. said yeah. is that, and I think he's 100% wrong on this. He said, <laughs> Canada, you guys just seem so effortlessly diverse. And I was like, <laughs> bro, there's so much effort going into it. There every moment of every day, all we hear about it. There's a lot of effort, Tim. <laughs> and it's funny that his audience, there was a, is a very majority white. <laughs> kind of mm. group of people. I mean, this is the to country. know, like, this isn't a critique. This is just an no. observation. Yeah. I just found it interesting. Tim's wrong and he sucked. I just <laughs> found it interesting. Yeah. What's funny, because, like, because I went there when I was at the Queen Elizabeth last to go see Akash, mm-hmm. it was mostly Indian. Yeah. Which is funny because that didn't occur to me at all. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Kyle and I bought the tickets to go see Akash, mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me at all that he would be big with the. Massive Indian <laughs> population here in BC. Yeah, and then we showed up to the theater. And I was like, "Oh, that's right, I forgot." <laughs> like, we need more Indigenous it's comedians. Tim's fault. That's the thing here in Canada. There we go. Enough about the pipelines. Let's get some Indigenous stand-up comedy. <laughs> that am serious. That would be great. Yeah. Other things that Tim talked about. One great point that he made, and I feel like it was in a joke, mm. right? All we hear every day about in America and the news and the media is <laughs> trans kids, trans kids, trans kids. When I saw a Chinese balloon, I was like, no, today's for me. <laughs> it's a good point because he like does drive home the thing. Like the media is just trying to soak up as much of your time as possible. Mm. Something was going on and there was essentially a 24 hour news first came around because there was so much news going on. Yeah. But then they were like, there's so much traction. There's so much people paying attention to us. So they kept it up. Let's find another reason to keep more, more news. Go get more news. Yeah, making people upset. Yeah. That's another great way to spread news. Yeah. Negative Negativity is the best mm-hmm. for ratings. No, 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 no. Stop at four ratings. No, no, no. Negativity <laughs> is the best. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> what? That's what's really funny because it's like it's a Chinese balloon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that, like, the one break is like, hang on, this broke the pattern of hypnosis that we've yeah. just been seeing in the media. <laughs> Time to take a break. And when you do that, you can kind of like, oh, what was I paying attention to? 
it's funny because when I found myself paying attention to news a little bit too much in like the more hyper political days mm. or the more the days that were way more filled with COVID this COVID that. Yeah. When I step back at a certain point, I just did. I, I, I embrace another piece of Tim's advice that he once said on Joe Rogan, which is that apathy will save you. Mm. Stop caring. <laughs> Stop caring and step back and you'll be like, oh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's odd because if more people did that, we think that everything would fall apart mm-hmm. because we're no longer obligated to be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. But what you do become, what you do end up looking at when you step back you agree to be a little bit more apathetic mm. is that you decide what's going to make me happy and you have the room to start like looking at it objectively not mm. influenced by other people more often than not your instincts will kind of point you to a direction that's maybe a little healthier mm. and then once you're in that direction you can start to just look oh other people are just doing the same thing mm-hmm. and if we're all a little bit more you know elevated from what does the masses want me to do what does democracy require <laughs> we can step back and you know just kind of take it easy yeah be like oh that person just wants an ice cream today i'm not gonna get in their way this is my problem right yeah so that was him about on the media and he went from that into talking about his godson yeah <laughs> that was amazing yeah. what an incredible bit. i've never thought it possible that somebody could whip out a bit about Chinese foreign policy on yes. stage. I think he's the, he's the only comedian that does that. He is the only one that could. Yeah. I, Seriously, it's amazing. Like, because it's not the first time I've heard him talk about one China. It's on the <laughs> podcast all the time. Yeah. A it's niche audience like that, 100%. So funny. In, on stage? In stand-up? <laughs> I think he opened the gate for that. Because, yeah. like, comedians talk about foreign policy all the time, <laughs> but nobody's kind of stepped into that domain just yeah. yet. I wonder... We got a, a decent Hong Kong population yeah, here we in do. Vancouver. Yeah, Is it, I'm pretty sure it's nicknamed Hongcouver. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the Hong Kong people thought about this. I'm not sure there was a lot of them in the audience. Wow. I, like I said, my observation... <laughs> Was that it was a lot of white people. The other piece of foreign policy, something a little bit more popular with the with the audience and the masses. Mm. Oh my god! And the way he went on about it was hilarious. It was like it was I so didn't even perfect. know what Ukraine was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting because I didn't know what Ukraine was before 2019 when I went there. Right. I was only there for four days. Did you hear anything about all the fighting on the border? The fu- like j- during the time I went there, yeah, because it was it, fighting. On the it was on the then. other end of the border because I was in my airplane dropped off in Kiev, but I stayed in Zaporozhye. Zaporozhye. Wow, you can pronounce it. Yeah, can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I was there, we were like, "Oh, the fighting's going on on the other side of the country. We're good." It wasn't until like months later because I've got a couple people on social media from Ukraine. And I kind of didn't even think to <laughs> check their social media to see what was up. Yeah. Until like a year later, I was like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, I haven't seen these people in years and I knew them for four days, if that. <laughs> I remember when I first heard about that war starting. Because mm-hmm. we'd been, you know, if you, if you kept in the media circles, 
if you're reading news, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're doing training exercises on the border. Mm. Another display of military might, which people do all the time. Yeah. You never think something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. China does it like every day on the ocean. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> and then I remember when I read the news, like, oh, the invasion started. Yeah. I went downstairs and I saw my dad in the kitchen making coffee. I was like, hey, yeah. Russia just invaded Ukraine. And I told it to him like I won a bet or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim makes this great bit about the Ukraine yeah. and it got a huge laugh from the audience it was like I feel about this war the same way I feel about the third hour of Avatar <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> we're, we're losing interest here <laughs> it's been a year it's been over over a year now yeah which by the way it's been longer for <clears throat> Myanmar people still don't care yeah yeah Man, I forgot. Yeah, that's yeah, still going on. You were the on. one who told me about Myanmar yeah, first, and then and we I followed forgot. Popular Front. And now every once in a while, I still see the PDF. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're still still at it. Huh. Still. Yeah, up I remember. I saw the cops and stuff. I think I saw a video from Popular Front of some like, PDF and like a jeep firing machine guns. We have a GoFundMe for uniforms. <laughs> Or something like that. Meanwhile, Biden shows up. It's like, you guys want another $500 million? To the PDF or Ukraine? To Ukraine. Yeah, I thought Yeah, so. Biden doesn't know what Myanmar is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but that's, again, another one of Tim's bits that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Was that... <laughs> Here's a missile. <laughs> Here's a missile to get peace. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, America's role is the peacekeeper. And he's like, we're not good at it. That's not our role. <laughs> a bit about, you know, say what you want about Putin. He never asked me for money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so there good. were some real audience killers <laughs> in this set. The fact yeah. that you could go to foreign policy like that and talk about opinions that are generally against what the mainstream has yeah. been saying for the past while. And to do it, like, Tim has done this masterfully. I think yeah. he's walked both, he's walked the line very well. He doesn't go one way or the other. Yeah. He somehow remains in a place of sanity while always talking about the insane. You know what I just thought about? What if Seinfeld did this sort of comedy? <laughs> we should get ChatGPT to write up Seinfeld doing a Tim Dillon bit. On our next episode of the Forestry <laughs> Podcast. But Tim also touched on, you know, fat activism. Oh my gosh, that, that was place. the gymnast bit I remember. He talked about uh, mental health. Yeah. Bringing his mother back into it. Yeah. Which he did in the Netflix show and, you know, it kind of revived it a little bit for this one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. He did a great punchline with it, which is like a real lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm amazed that he's been bringing his mother up for years and every single time not only does he kill it it's new it's yeah. some new way of talking yeah. about the exact same thing it's pretty incredible it's something that absolutely kills it's so crazy he does that like he he's done it quite a few times this time i really love the angle on it. yeah yeah and the, the way that, that the was bit so was structured good. because he related that to the mass mental health stuff we see all all over the place yeah which the is people refusing to do things and because you know of mental health you know what i just realized i wonder if he got the idea because he's tim dylan or like i'm just thinking it's the way yanmi park equated oh here you think you're oppressed but you're not oppressed because you know you are 
That's like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, that's what I just equated. I wonder if he took it, if, like, that was some inspiration for him. Maybe not. Because that Maybe was not directly, how, but how many year or two ago. Was there it? is something to that same kind of structure. Yeah. That it's like, right. you don't know it. Because the bit is that, like, everybody refuses to do things. Yeah. You know, the gymnast in the Olympics health. and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, they refuse to do these things because <laughs> of mental health. When real lunatics compete. <laughs> Which is a hilarious take on it. Also very true. Yeah. Right. That's so funny. Patty, you're a schizophrenic. Just because Hitler may have been my father, I'm a schizophrenic. Because we look at mental health now, but especially with anxiety and depression, we tend mm-hmm. to view it as supposedly debilitating. Mm-hmm. Well, the people who are causing the most problems in the world are should maybe a little less active. <laughs> you know? But the real lunatics compete. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a ton of, which, which that'll be the name of the podcast. It'll be Tim <laughs> Dillon, comma one China, <laughs> China, China. I'm surprised we didn't get a lot more fast food. What do you mean? Fast food talk. Oh, from Tim. Did we get any? I don't feel like we didn't. What is I feel this? Like we did not get. He it. didn't read the Denny's menu. What if he's too rich now? I want him to read the, the keg menu. No, then. he did mention it once. He was like, oh, did yeah, he? he was talking about abortion a little bit. Oh, yeah. And he was saying, it's, like, it's not so hard to be a that mom. Was My so mom good. took me to Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember going to fast food when you were a kid with your parents? Yeah. McDonald's was a treat for us. Yeah. A treat. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Could you imagine if he'd done the Denny's menu bit live and just said, I have here with me the menu of Denny's <laughs> and he'd stolen a Denny's menu I'm not a particularly big fan of comedians bringing props oh yeah up and you don't like prop comedy I, li- I love it when a bit is in our imagination mm-hmm. when you do a little bit of physical comedy moving your body yeah. that's like one thing I'm not a huge fan of people bringing physical objects on the stage I mean you're very much a theater of the mind person yeah I, I very much am yeah um I can't say I wouldn't love it to see him do the Denny's bit on stage. I'm yeah. sure there's a version of it that will work very yeah. well on stage, but it's a very much podcast thing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When that bring up the Denny's menu. <laughs> Just yelling at the producer. <laughs> That's amazing. The set, which was a glorious set. It was incredible. Which had us really like laughing hard. Yeah. Again. Seriously. You know what's funny? I kind of felt bad for the guy next to me because he was a very quiet laugher and he did not laugh often. The couple to my right yeah. were like super quiet. I think but there I was, was dying the whole time and I'm loud. We, we were, well, you laugh easy too. Yeah. I, I like the joke that that's the whole foundation of our friendship <laughs> is that you laugh at anything that I say. <laughs> My coworker said that recently too. Yeah. <laughs> Tim did mention something about that. It was funny because like there's a lot of couples in the audience who were not able to let loose that much because you're kind of afraid to laugh <laughs> that hard at like one China. Oh. You know, my and these gosh, like very man. niche jokes and stuff yeah. like that. You you feel embarrassed a little bit yeah. sometimes. It was just like if my I don't show this comedy if- to people i work with i don't show this comedy to my family members and stuff. oh like that. yeah no i tell I, I mentioned that in the other show that we did too and you said you tell everybody yeah yeah i go yo i was listening to the tim dylan podcast <laughs> nobody listens to it yeah, i have one I coworker who does every now and then I, I, I don't even like wear the fake business stuff out <sighs> that often i wore it today because we went to go see him I yeah but you didn't wear it to work you brought it in your backpack <laughs> I, I come in a i work in a very professional environment he did mention this, like, 
you're probably not letting loose as hard because you're in a couple right now. Yeah. You gotta be a little bit restrained, especially if it's a new relationship. If it's an old relationship, if you find meet the girl or you meet that guy that you can go see Tim Dillon with and mm-hmm. really wholeheartedly enjoy it, yeah, good for you. <laughs> if it's a new relationship, I don't blame you for playing it cool. Yeah. For being a little light <laughs> with this. But it's funny. He was like, "Yeah, just tell your tell. Just say, oh, my mom found this <laughs> ticket. She, she thought it was oh, Roseanne.' That's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just remembered the guy two rows in front of us looked like a knockoff Tim Dillon. That's right. He stood up. I was like, "Oh man, I, I forgot to grab a picture of him." That killed me. He that was, was dressed so in a black T-shirt. Funny. Yeah, he'd gotten like a fresh haircut. Yeah, he was standing up. He was like obviously not Tim Dillon, but he looked. Like, like a, a Tim Dillon off. impersonator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my like, God. if he'd gotten on stage, people that didn't know Tim Dillon would be like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> like, if you'd seen him vaguely, yeah. like someone had shown you a bit and then brought you to this comedy show, you'd be like, oh, if there he is. you were standing in the distance, yeah. you'd be like, oh, is that Tim Dillon? Yeah, he's slimmed down. Because the guy wasn't nearly as fat, but. <laughs> it would have been a great Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever run into that guy again, let's take a picture. You should go as Egyptian Tim Dillon next year. <laughs> Just gain a bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah, stop slimming down. <laughs> go to um, more steakhouses. Tim closed off his set with a bit about his visit to Romania. Oh my gosh, that was such and his an encounter. End. With Andrew Tate. Andrew's short last name. <laughs> he did a podcast with Andrew Tate that ended up on the yeah. bonus show. Um, and it's funny because that happened like like a few weeks before Tate got pulled in for human uh-huh, trafficking. Before he got killed. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he didn't get killed. What's funny is that I read a report recently that apparently a wiretap caught some of the accusers. Yeah. Saying that they had done so falsely. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been any solid evidence to come out. There's just been a lot of accusations mm-hmm. that Andrew Tate was, which is, I'm thinking like the richer you are, the probably the easier it is to get people to accuse you of things. Yeah. And the easier it is to fabricate. I'm not those saying people. anything on either side. <laughs> I'm just saying I haven't seen any hard evidence yet. I feel yeah. like we're jumping on something morally because we want to. Listen, Raph, he had a pizza box. He also had a Bugatti. Both incriminating. (laughs) (laughs) If you're Greta Thunberg, yes. (laughs) But I love the bit. I loved it so much. It was like, I was joking with you because, you know, like, we have, we've got a lot of friends who would be a little bit more moralizing. (laughs) But if I was in that position and I was offered the same ride into Rolls Royce. Yeah. Let's go to dinner with this guy and smoke (laughs) some cigars and have a good time. Bring the long matches. You are the friend who would not stop me. (laughs) Other friends would stop me. They'd be like, what are you doing? How dare you? I'd be like, it's a Rolls Royce. I'd take the cigar. <laughs> it's a Rolls Royce. We're going to go to steak dinner with this oh, guy. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> and we did have a good time. We had an excellent time at the Just for Laughs it was incredible. festival. We had an amazing time seeing Took Tim the Dillon Rolls Royce. live again. The, well, yeah. <laughs> the Forest Creek Rolls Royce. <laughs> the, the company com- rolls. The company car. <laughs> <laughs> That yellow highlighter hoodie. That was the highlight. Forever ingrained into my memory for this night. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) He wore it the whole freaking time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is 2 a.m. Oh. 
at least uh, by the time we finish recording this, it might seem a little shorter by the time we're done cutting it. <laughs> uh, we hope to release this early on the Saturday, but thank you for joining us for yet another stand-up review here on the Forest Creek Podcast. It is one of the most popular things that we do when we talk about stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like you said before, Jared, it's kind of it's kind of one of my passions, but I'm glad to be able to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming with me to the show. Thanks for coming with me to the show. As soon as I saw it, because I like I messaged him yeah. himself like months and months ago. Being like, are you ever planning to come back to Vancouver? And he was like, no. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's no problem. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. It was a beautiful moment. He's your brother. Yeah. I finally see a thing where it was like, oh, he's coming back to Vancouver and not to Rick Ronson's, mm-hmm. to the Queen Elizabeth Theater yeah. for the Just for Laughs Festival. Far more difficult to I catch him afterwards. jumped on it and bought two tickets right away. Yeah. Yeah. Which, solid move, because here we are. And so it was good. an incredible life. So good. At the Forest Creek, you can find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Spotify, on a number of other podcasting and social media platforms youtube.com slash at the real forest creek follow us like share subscribe send it to your grandmother you can be ashamed of tim dylan but never be ashamed of me <laughs> yeah so at the t- at the forest creek um primarily on instagram we that's where we love to post things where we will be sharing mm. news and updates as things continue to roll out march is going to be a big month for us Huh, I just realized if you release this podcast midday tomorrow, they could still catch the Instagram story you posted of us at the theater. That's quite possible. Yeah? Yeah, as a lead up. All right, listener, catch this on the on the release hour. We're, um, we're going to be working all night on this. And then check out the Instagram story. And then check out our other podcasts and our other videos. Yeah. And stay tuned for our other awesome stuff that'll be coming on, including... The launch of the Forest Creek Media Productions, where we can not only create entertaining, fun stuff like we do here now, but also services to help make your dreams come true in a media format, whether it be a podcast promoting your business service cause or videos as we are professionally equipped to offer. Yeah, if you need a documentary made of the making of your store, your personal history and how you came to have this idea and create your big old business. Or if you have a product you'd like to show off Mm -hmm. to an audience or even a real estate listing, Mm -hmm. which we happen to be pretty well versed, we are ready and well-equipped and well-skilled to come and put that media crafted together for you at a price that won't break your budget. If you're interested in that, contact us at theforestcreek at gmail.com, where you can also let us know about our other content and what you'd like to hear us talk about next on this podcast. Everybody should. Like I said, at the Forest Creek, on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, social media, and mm-hmm. podcasting platforms, mm-hmm. wherever you choose to find them. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.